right, Joey. So this is our uh, this is our fourth bonus episode. Uh, it will be our episode twenty two. No, twenty three. Twenty three. Yeah, I think twenty three. Johnny's bad with numbers, and uh, we've just been you know doing this for so long. Like the numbers sure. just get jumbled up. We're just astronomically high in numbers right now. We cannot <laughs> keep track. <laughs> Um, so we're gonna skip the uh, the news this week. Um, we tried it a couple weeks ago where we recorded the news early, but then we had news drop afterwards, and I didn't really like the format of that. Nah. It didn't so work. I figured we might as well just record another bonus episode that'll go up at the end of the week. <sighs> Joey, what have you been doing this week? Anything of uh, anything of notice? Mm, like, because it's now finally October, I've been watching nothing but horror movies on Netflix. That's all I did. All weekend, like except for when I had to cook and like bathe a little bit, like that's all I was doing. Just from all the like couch sweats, you all the couch sweat, dude. Like my entire back is like covered in acne because of how much sweating I was doing. That's pretty gross, Jim. Uh, I, I don't want to hear about that. No, you, of course you do. You want to hear about it all the time. Um, yeah, so like I just been watching like a bunch of horror movies. I I was like I saw, I remember watching like the first Hellraiser uh, when I was younger, when I was about like fifteen or so. Um, and I didn't really like it then, and I tried watching it again and you still recently, like and I still don't like it. And I even watched uh, the second and the third one, and they just were not good. I they're feel just, like they're not good. I don't care what anybody says. Fight me. I feel like at least fifty to seventy-five percent of the time, horror movie sequels tend to be worse than. No, these are all equally bad. Mm. Than the first one, though. Like, usually, like, even if you have a very good first movie, you have a sequel, there's, like, a 50% chance it's going to be worse. Yeah. It's not going to make the series better. It's only going to make the series worse. So, assuming that the Hellraiser series falls under this law that I've just made up just now, (laughs) it would only get exponentially worse as it goes on. Yeah, pretty much. Like, okay, so the 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 second one is just called Hellbound, Hellraiser two, and then this third one is called Hellraiser three, Hell on Earth. And in the second one, I can't even remember what the second one was about. You just watched like, it. Oh, okay, okay. I just now, now I remember. It, it's like the uh, the main protagonist from the first movie is in an insane asylum now, and like there's this mute girl who. Like is really good at solving puzzles, and then of course, obviously, you gotta, you gotta have, have someone who can't talk, and like just like be like half retarded or something who can just like solve puzzles and find, finds a way to kill Pinhead again, and like she solves the puzzle box at the end of the movie, and then like Pinhead disappears, and all the rest of the Cenobites disappear, and then oh my god, and then, and then the, third like the things from Cinnabon, right? Like yeah, the, the little the cin- Cinnabites, yeah, <laughs> but like. And, like, it's just so weird and just over-the-top, like, gross-out type of... It's gross-out horror is what it is. It's not It's not actually trying to be it's, scary. It's so weird to hear you say this because you're such a big horror movie fan, you know? And I feel like there's just a generation of horror movies that it's, like, not about being scary, but just about being, like, brutal and gory and gross. Yeah. But just because you add a shitload of blood into a movie doesn't make it scary. Yeah. I mean, like, there's definitely horrific visuals, but by... I guess by just watching so many especially movies of that era i just think like like there's like nothing special about it and other than just like the weird bdsm type of like clothing they're wearing and just like the all the weird sex scenes and shit that are kind of 
just like I just don't get it, and it's just it's just bad. It's just bad. Now I it think we can we can say why you've been wa- well, other than you love watching horror movies, yeah. we can say why you, one of the reasons why you've been watching these movies. Um, Joey's compiling a list every week this month yeah. for prep in preparation of for Halloween. Um, the first list is up. It's uh, seven movies. Yeah, it's just kind of a mishmash of just kind of like some new stuff, some old stuff, and just kind of like a general direction that I'm gonna kind of take the list into like my next list which i'm kind of excited for um i have three movies on there but i'm gonna watch some more um i'm gonna watch another movie tonight and then i'm gonna see like probably one or two movies tonight and then i'm gonna see how they fall and see if i take some off or if i put leave some on see how it goes i might uh i might add some uh, editor notes in there um like the very spooky sequence in dumbo <laughs> uh, the very spooky donkey turning sequence in pinocchio okay that part is fucking <laughs> frightening I mean, like, when you think of, okay, so, like, if you just, like, don't, don't watch it, just, like, cover your eyes and listen to it, you just hear, you hear children screaming in pain and agony. The whole idea is pretty fucking horrible of being turned from a human into a fucking donkey. Because you've been a bad kid, yeah. and then like still having like recognizable like features, almost like mm-hmm. as a donkey that represented you as a human, like, like and it's, it's kind of it's, it's like, but those kids, man, they got down on that island smoking cigars and drinking beer like it was nothing. I kind of want to live there, <laughs> but you can be one of the adults. Man, that should be adult world. You'll, you'll be the one that is buying cigarettes and beer for all these kids. It's like, no, I'd just be like, I'd be bumming them off to those kids. <laughs> hey, are you going to finish that cigarette? He's like, hey, yo, douchebag, <laughs> give me a cigar. <laughs> you just like go and collect all of the empty cans and pour the remaining bit into actually, one you can. know what? Screw that. I'm just going to take them from them. I'm bigger than them. <laughs> I'm going to be like Fry in that episode where he goes to the, where he thinks he goes to the future. Like, um, where he thinks he goes to the year 4,000, but he's really in L.A. He's like, I'm the tallest and I weigh the most. <laughs> that, that's how it's going to be judged. Uh, but, yeah, so like, you know, horror movies, Halloween. I am, like, I just, I, I just really love the month of October. Just because that's when all like the cool stuff starts to happen. Yeah, you get a lot of like, uh, I of course you get all the scary movies coming out and everything, but it's just that like time where everything's kind of like spooky and like you know yeah like you have like theme parks starting to reflect that so like Six Flags has their like fright fest stuff that yeah. they do. We should do that too. Hmm. I kind of like to, I would like to do that. No, they have, they like uh, we're talking about uh, Magic Mountain. We live on the West Coast in California, so. Um, as you're driving down um, the I-5, if you look over, um, they always have that giant spider. Yeah, crawling on the side. <laughs> crawling on the side of the, the roller coaster. I always thought that was really neat as a kid. They used to always be on the side of the the Colossus, but yeah, man, the Colossus is gone now. That like it's it's kind of weird because like you you just kind of like you just kind of like see it on the news, but then when you actually think about it, it's like I remember riding the Colossus. And I remember that being like a key point in like va- in, the, in, like, in vacation. Yeah, when you're like making the rounds of Six Flags, mm-hmm. it's always like one of the ones. It's like gotta ride, gotta ride that one. Also, it was the scariest one just because like you always heard like all the creaking and stuff, and like, it was like an old felt- wooden ro- roller coaster. So yeah. there's there's always that bit of fear, like oh shit, 
what if this wood's all like rotted and we take this turn too fast and the whole thing falls apart and I die? I always was kind of hoping because I, I work in a lumber yard. I was always kind of hoping that they would like redo it or like like somehow redo it or something and they'd be like yeah we we need like all this stuff to come out so they send like a bunch of the trucks out and, and i would be sent out and i wouldn't come back for the rest of the day I'd just be like it, it like took a long time to like deliver all that lumber you know like, like, you know, like the like the, the big rig trucks need to be unloaded first and then then they're like joe why do you have all this looney tune swag that says i went to six flags today it's like eh, just, <laughs> i don't i just me what <laughs> joe, that stuff doesn't even fit you he probably took it from some, <laughs> some poor kid <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that kid was fucking asking for it, and you know it. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, it's like so like I don't know. Like I kind of really like the fact that all the theme parks are doing that. I really want to do Halloween Horror Nights this year. We still gotta make a plan for that. Yeah, it's just you know how hard it is with my schedule and everything. Yeah. Uh, and the thing is, like, if it gets too close to the end when we can't get our season pass discounts, then it's gonna be like, oh no, that's already passed. Mm-hmm. No, no, you can still get them for certain days. Oh, okay. But, like, the last two weekends, I think, mm-hmm. uh, you don't get a discount. Oh, okay. you got to pay full price for it. So, like, if we get to that point, then I'm going to be like, yeah, that might be a little bit too much for me to spend. But, uh, you know, like, it'd be super fun to go. Yeah, I, re- I just think it'd be really cool. I really want to go. Because <laughs> I, I, I keep on missing, like, every year. And every, see, every year they have something that I really, really want to see. Like, I remember before, like, they had, like, a bunch of Rob Zombie stuff. And, I, like, when yeah. uh, Halloween 2 came out, just a little while after that, I was like, man, they had, like, the Devil Reject stuff. They have his Halloween stuff there. And they um, they're going to be playing his music throughout the entire night. I'd be like, that would be so cool to go to. But mm, the last it didn't happen. Mm. The Crimson Peak stuff seems pretty cool. I and mean, it's pretty yeah. neat that... Uh, Del Toro's doing that. Yeah, I think he he just likes to have a lot of fun with whatever he does. Like I remember, like him talking about Pacific Rim, and he wanted to do like a cartoon, like a Saturday morning cartoon type of thing with it. And then, like that would have been super fucking dope. That would been fucking. Insane. I like that he does whatever the fuck he wants to do. Yeah, I think it's just because like he's proven to make like a shit ton of money for everybody. Yeah. I mean, with like the Hellboy series, and then uh, you know Pacific Rim making a shit ton of money. Especially, I don't know how well Pan's Labyrinth. But that's just regardless. That got that got Oscar buzz. Yeah, a motherfucker. So I don't know if it did like super well box office, and I'm sure it did. But that just has that like renowned around it as well. So (sighs) what have I been doing this week, Joey? I'm asking you because I don't fucking remember. Um, Um, Working, working. I uh, got uh, the Shadow of Mortar Game of the Year edition for eight bucks. Nice. So I've been playing that a little bit. Oh, did did you download uh, Tomb Raider because it was free? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I downloaded. I've been playing too. that a little bit. I, I really like that game. I'm like, I really like that game. I'm excited for the next one to come out here, but. I don't know if I'm going to get it on launch day because it's also the same day Fallout 4 will be coming out. Okay, yeah. And I figure I might as well just kind of wait. I don't want to, like, have... Spend, like, $120 on that day. Mm-hmm. You know? I'd rather kind of wait. Spread it out if I can a little bit. Um, that's all about... about I, Let's try that again. You can't talk. We haven't done this in, like, a week and a half, so I'm feeling a little... Uh, Feeling a little rusty here. Other than that, I've been watching uh, Ink Masters. 
Because I fucking love that show. That show's fucking great. Is that the one with with Dave Navarro? Yes. I thought I I had such a higher opinion of you up until now, Johnny. I it, I I can't stand that motherfucker. It's. I, he's hardly in it, so I really don't care. I don't care. His name is on it. It's just his name isn't on it. Whatever. He, everyone knows he's the host. I just want to kick that little fucker right in the neck. Hmm. So you dislike the show because you dislike one. Also, person I I just I dislike reality shows that are like that in a competition fashion and just like 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 this that. Is, it makes because I watched a few episodes of it a while ago and it was just like like this here's is the reason retarded. why this is here's the reason why I fucking love this show. And most reality shows I don't fucking care for, whatever. But any competition show where these people are tattooing random people and they leave with super shitty tattoos, <laughs> that's fucking great. That's what I sign up for. You're just watching people just like slowly ruin their lives with one bad decision at a time? I I saw an episode yesterday from the current season where one of the guys was doing a like morph tattoo of a heart to a lion and he did a lion face but then he did like a heart that an anatomical heart that was cut in half so it kind of just looked like someone had slit the lion's throat and it looks super gross <laughs> so that's fucking great to watch i fucking love watching that show for that reason i could care less about all the fucking like you know, all the host shit and all that stuff, I care less about it. Watching people get shitty tattoos on live TV is great. Okay. Because they're scheming, like, whoever wins the, like, yesterday's competition or last week's competition chooses the skulls or, the, like, you know, chooses the picks of the tattoo artist to the tattooee. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of scheming as in we're going to give the person with the most difficult tattoo to someone who's either super shitty and that always ends up badly (laughs) or we're gonna give it to someone who's like really high up to try and knock him down a peg okay usually it ends up pretty bad either way though that's funny so that's uh, I could watch that then yeah (laughs) that's so stupid though Do, do they not like understand like like the willing participants of this show the people who go in and get these fucking tattoos do they not understand that one, the amount of money that they're gonna get for this is probably gonna barely cover a new tattoo to cover their shitty one that they got on the show. If they get paid anything, because I mean they're getting six hours worth of tattoo work done. Yeah. So, um, and, and some people leave with like some pretty good tattoos. Okay, but that's like 10, 10 to twenty percent of all the people who go on that show. <laughs> so. I fucking love that show. It's just a train wreck. You can't stop so watching. Like, yeah, I'm like caught up to that right now. Um, but yeah, that's about it. I haven't really been doing too much. Yeah, it's just been kind. Of, it's just been kind of slow lately. Yeah, I mean, we're waiting for uh, big movie releases. We're waiting for big video game releases right now. Yeah, like The Martian just came out. I didn't have a chance to go. Why? Well, I had a chance to go see it, but like I. I skipped out on it because I figured I should probably just work on the list a little more and watch a bunch more movies on Netflix. I'm trying to keep it Netflix centric yeah. for the most part. But like also I kind of I also thought that Crimson Peak was out at, at that time. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to go see Crimson Peak and then came to find out it's not showing. I was like, well, I'm just going to It's out though, isn't it? Uh, or is it just not laser like out but not like here in town or I, is it like it's not here in town it's we're still waiting for like a nationwide release or maybe I, I think i think it's supposed to get a wide release from the get-go but 
Like, I think it comes out at the end of this week. Okay. It comes out this Friday. That makes Believe. sense. I mean, it's got to come out before Halloween, of course. Yeah, so. it's definitely coming out this month. But, like, I know um, one of the theaters in town is definitely going to get it soon. So, like, I'm still just waiting just on that. Just kind of waiting. Yeah, it, it kind of sucks because, like, I mean, like, every once in a while you just kind of wait for that one movie you really, really want to see. Um, and actually, you know what? I saw I saw Black Mass. Um, How did you like it? It wasn't bad, but... It wasn't everything you. Expected. It wasn't everything I expected it to be. I thought I was going to see the rise and fall of Whitey Bulger from his beginnings as a street thug and all the way to in the Southie end. projects of Boston up until when he got caught back in 2011. You know, but I, I didn't really get any of that. Like I just kind of got Whitey Bulger, who was already established as a, a known gangster who just got out of Alcatraz and then his partnership with the FBI and uh, his subsequent rise to power afterwards. And like Johnny Depp and the rest of the actors in that movie are fantastic. They're great. But um, it's just kind of like, like I just thought it was going to be more of a mob-focused movie. Yeah, I heard that they like cut out a lot of stuff in that movie too. Maybe because they had to cut it down to like a certain amount of time, so they edited certain things out of the movie that they had filmed. Um, either way, I think it just seems uh, seems kind of cool just to see uh, Johnny Depp doing something different. Yeah, you know, it, it's. I mean, like this. Uh kind of just reaffirms that okay he's he's still a really good actor even though his next movie coming out is a new parts of the caribbean yeah even though he's done like that and he did um that last disney movie he did where he was also in makeup um i forget what it's alice called. in wonderland no 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 there's, well, also there's gonna be that sequel the, too, yeah too. but he did the one where it's like the cowboy flick Oh, um, the Lone Ranger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he did that. Like, yeah. I feel like he and just kind of always been too. like pigeonholed into like you know, did like, like super like, makeup. Well, like, also the fact that you know he probably gets paid bank. By oh, I'm sure he does. Fucking, I mean, I'm sure he does fine for. I'm pretty sure he doesn't have to work anymore at all. Yeah, and like I'm, I'm pretty sure he probably just signed a contract for X amount of Disney movies, or like Disney said, "Hey, you're gonna do this for however long we want, and this is how much money you're gonna get for each and movie." He's like, all right, and he's like, <laughs> "Hey, I'm perfectly fine. Hey, it, like if I was in a series of shitty movies, but I was getting paid like by Disney, like just like if they just backed up like a truck to my front door and just unloaded money, it'd be like, I am a sellout. I will sell out in a heartbeat for that much money. Yep, like I don't." have to worry about our goddamn thing no more um what were we talking about i don't know <laughs> i lost track already yeah. we can go with just one of the talking points we, we had prepared yeah, yeah let's i listening back on this i'm sure i'm gonna feel like really stupid I'm like of course we were talking about this why wouldn't we be talking about this you idiot um oh we were talking about black mass yeah, movie that you want to go watch. I do want to go watch The Martian. It's been getting The Martian looks really good. Uh, good reviews, even though we did slam that trailer. Well, it's just the trailer. You know, I mean, like the movie looks good in the trailer. It's just that they're showing way too much of the movie yeah. in the trailer. I just kind of wish they wouldn't do that because I want some like tension and mystery in this movie because that's what kind of would draw people into it. And yeah, like all you need, uh, I just. Set up the set up the point where you're gonna show, and then that's it. 
Mm-hmm. Like, apparently in the beginning of the movie, he's on Mars with a couple other people, and they manage to escape, and he stays behind. Just kind of show that little sequence a little bit, and then just kind of show him, like, being like, Houston, we have a problem. Yeah. Or some stupid shit. Yeah, maybe that's not even a line of the movie, but, you know, like, some well, kind of show that, that's, that. A, that's a line in Apollo 13, but, yeah. Yeah. Another well, space I mean, movie. Right. But, yeah, they could have easily have just, like, made that, like, uh, like the teaser trailer, like, a quick, like, 20 seconds, like, showed the, the mission fail um, or like you like, like uh, him getting being left behind by his crew um, and then you know him waking up and then just like standing up from the dirt and see and you just, just see the, the great pain, expanse yeah. just a pan of shot Mars. of space and then Mars and Mars and then and just, just him by himself it's like and and uh, and then just cut to black and just the Martian and then just end it like that I, I would have been like I was like I would have been far more on board with this movie had the trailer been like that and, and like that that's all they really need because it's it, that's kind of like an Oscar Beatty movie because one like here's how I can tell it's an Oscar Beatty movie um, is well one because like it looks like it's really competently directed and it's a kind of an, it's based off a book I believe yeah, it's based, yeah, off, it's a based book. off a book and also it's uh um, it it's just it has Matt Damon, <laughs> and Matt Damon's been chasing an Oscar for a while. He hasn't been recognized by the by the Academy for a bit um, ever since uh, Goodwill Hunting. But he wants it. But he I'm he, sure. he he got a taste of it once. Now he wants it. He he wants like a he wants a nomination at the very least. Like he he's kind of like Leonardo DiCaprio, but like he doesn't have like the good choices that DiCaprio has. It's like one of those things where it's like you can do great. But unless you get that gold star from the teacher, you're not gonna feel all like you're like all that effort you're yeah. putting in. His he work. has he has that B plus. He has that B plus. He's trying so hard to get an A, and <laughs> he's like, "Where's all the extra credit? Like, I need I some extra credit, man." It's like it's like because like I mean like if you look at like his other movies like Invictus and We Bought a Zoo, yeah. they're they're very kind of quiet, understated movies for the most part with you know big you know social stuff like behind like you know layered behind it yeah with invictus and then like you know family inner turmoil family stuff like an inner journey and like we bought a zoo uh with that but he just he just hasn't been able to just kind of translate he hasn't been able to get a movie to translate into what he wants which is an oscar right like kind of like an oscar nomination at the very least but this movie he has more of a chance yeah this is definitely getting some buzz to the point of which where like if it makes enough money too it's gonna get some attention from the academy that i heard that uh nasa is pretty excited about this movie too because they're hoping that it'll like reignite uh like the country's want to to go to explore space yeah i mean like like i kind of don't like the fact that people are not excited about space exploration or like they oh they found you know water on mars like running water on mars and there's just like people who don't care about it it's just like like, you guys don't understand like the concept behind this this is like the chance to find any kind of life form on another planet even then like just even the beginnings of a life so this is this is the exploration that we have that our ancestors had the, hundreds no, this, of thousands of years ago, right? This is from, what going our, from one land mass to another land yeah. mass. Like this is pretty much 
our version of that. This is this is like what fucking Jules Verne was writing about back in the 1800s, and is actually coming true now. How fucking nuts is that? And you know, like we have, like like if you look back on a lot of sci-fi, a lot of the technology we have now is kind of getting spot on to, to what we're getting. I mean, like and usually touch screen there, stuff yeah, there's, there's, was time like, scale is slightly off, but yeah, for the most part, I mean, we don't we don't have like giant, you know, huge like skyscrapers are yeah, floating and shit exactly and, but you know a lot of the other stuff like you know FaceTime yeah like that's one of the huge things from sci-fi that people wrote about you know 40 50 years ago mm-hmm. being able to talk to someone without using a telephone in real time yeah face all practically like face seeing face. their face and everything. Yeah. yeah I mean like and like it's just kind of like you know this whole like new discovery on Mars is like like you can just like like just expect to find something like what's what's the next thing we can find because i mean like the whole thing is like like the like a lot of the questions i think people have just kind of point towards can we terraform mars and then with running water it's like i think there's a that's big de- possibility it's, yeah, it's where definitely can, more possible even if it's like super mars. briny salty water there is water there and yes yeah, i mean like we have super briny salty water here on earth and there's like lots of life that comes from it and shit so it's yeah. like i mean like and even then like if you can't like right Right now we have the technology to monitor Mars and just imagine when we see life start to develop like it did on our Earth. If it develops there, we can probably find an origin to our to like our own creation. genome, our own yeah. creation. And like no one sees like the the possibilities in that. It's just see, and yeah, and that, that's that's you know the big like long long term effect of all this stuff because obviously we're not going to be able to terraform mars in 10 years no (laughs) you know we're you know we're not going to be able to do any of that but you think about all the technology that uh space travel has brought us like Mm -hmm. calculators calculators is something that was created for the first spaceship to the moon Mm -hmm. and now you know everything has a calculator yeah i don't think we could ever go back to living without calculators but you can go to the dollar tree and buy a little like pink clear calculator for like less than a dollar there. That would, you can buy a pack of five that has enough like you know horsepower that this fucking first calculator did on its way to the moon. Mm-hmm. Like you know it's crazy. And it has like fucking hearts and rocket ships on it and shit. And like we we just kind of I think a lot of people take a lot of technology for granted. So what we're saying way. is support space programs. If you're Quit being a dick. <laughs> I would assume that our audience is a little more open-minded than most. <laughs> well, it's like I just imagine like some like white trashy dude with no teeth. You know, I ain't gonna give my money to no Obamacare <laughs> to no one nice. <laughs> I don't know what this NASA is, but I better not take my guns away. It sounds like you're trying to say a NASCAR. <laughs> yeah, so, like I, it's just like I, I think it's really cool, and I think like the Martian is definitely one of those things I could definitely kind of, kind of reignite passions for space. Yeah. Like kind of like that. Apollo 13 was that movie for, you know, uh, the generation back in the back in the 90s who were, you know, coming of age, who were like yeah. 16, 17 in high school wondering what they're going to do with their lives and I'm pretty sure a lot of them saw that movie and they or were like, like I want to go to space. It's like like I want I want to work in NASA, I yeah. want to go to space, I want to figure out how to make things better or something along those lines. But it has been a long time since since that kind since of movie. That movie. Like that comes so out. so this could be 
This would be really cool if this yeah. was a movie. I mean, like you can probably argue Gravity was that, but also like Gravity was just a big disaster movie just set in space. Yeah. And like, granted, I and, liked it, but yeah, like, but like that's not really what you want, right? Like you no. want to think about space and disaster. Yeah, like you, you, you can, want a positive but, twist. Yeah, on that's it. not going to inspire you to go, you know. Yeah. Mm. Help space programs. No. Something like The Martian might actually yeah. push people to be like, oh, okay, we can do this. Yep. So that's pretty cool. Uh, we're like 30 minutes in, Jay. We haven't even talked about okay. these topics. <laughs> Scooby Doo, go! All right. So I have first thing we're going to talk about is the Scooby Doo redesign, Joey. Um, so I, I found this interesting and I kind of wanted to talk about it because I was. Wondering what it takes shows... It looks stupid. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So if you haven't gone and check it out, go check it out. It kind of... uh, We kind of talked about this just a bit before we started recording, but it sort of reminds me of Family Guy in a sense. It doesn't look exactly like Family Guy or anything, but you can see like some kind of reference, like some kind of visual similarities there. Um, But more so, I wanted to talk about this because I was wondering what it takes... For a show to be relevant. So, Scooby-Doo came out, like, during that whole Hanna-Barbera era, right? Yeah. And none of those shows are relevant anymore. You don't have any, nah. like, you don't have any of the, of the Jetsons. The Flintstones, they tried live action, what, like, 15 uh, years ago? Two, like, twice. Yeah. Like, and... Like, and both were unsuccessful. Yeah. I mean, like, no, no one says groovy anymore. No one's, you know... Like it's not the '60s anymore. It's not the '70s anymore. When that stuff was in its heyday, it's just like. But somehow Scooby Doo has persevered the test of time because it makes money. Exactly. But what? Why is Scooby Doo making money and these other shows aren't? That's my base. Because Scooby Doo is the most popular out of all of them. Because like I mean, if you if you look at like all the other movies, movies, all the other shows that the Hanna Barbera had, they were very very similar. I mean, like. Uh, what was that one with the shark? Um, yeah, see, can't, I, I can't, I can't remember. And I used to watch that shit too, yeah. um, Boomerang a lot. And uh, the one with the shark, like that one's not a thing anymore. It had the same, had same premise, you know, like uh, four teenagers um, and uh, a talking animal sidekick. And then you had uh, uh, like the Chain Gang, which was just an Asian version of Scooby-Doo and you had uh, you know a few others down the line as well which are just too numerous to count I'm which were the exact same I was thinking about it and like I wonder if one of the reasons that Scooby-Doo has done like persevered over all these years is they always have like celebrity guests like they always had like these like big names not always not but always like, but they had these big name actors star in the episode. It was always Don Knotts, too. <laughs> Granted, I love Don Knotts, but I mean, like, it's like, always Like, I think the Don most Knotts. recent Scooby-Doo movie had Kiss in it. Yeah, that's true. You know, so, like, it's kind that's of what, what I'm talking about. Like, okay. Do you think that's what it takes is, like, you know, kind of staying relevant way, with, like, pop culture in a sense? and In a of, way, like, it's that and it's, like, the type of humor that people have nowadays. Like, um, if you kind of look, if you look at the origins of, like, of, uh, what was I going to say? Like, Adventure Time? And stuff, and uh, and regular show, it was just kind of like this weird random humor that was kind of clunky and weird until they kind of fell into a bit of a groove and yeah. had it be consistent and interesting to watch. Uh, but like that's the kind of humor that kind of like yes kids now have and that, like they think like rant like weird random yeah ADDs type of like stuff is funny and so that and that that's what we're getting so we're getting a lot of stuff without like continuity except for very few things 
And I kind of think that that's what they're trying to do with this. They're trying to just incorporate that kind of humor, this new age type of humor into that. It depends on what demographic they go for. Where it's like a little like slapsticky, but just kind of random and... Uh, yeah. You can like pick up and just watch one random episode, and it wouldn't kind of. Like, I think that's what they're going to try and shoot for, from the looks of it. Which is kind of sad because at the last Scooby Doo series, um, Mystery Incorporated, yeah. that one was actually pretty good. I actually really liked that one because it, it, it had a continuity to it, and uh, it just like they had like this big overarching mystery plot. Yeah, and like I was like, this is actually really cool to watch. And uh, they had like like this like mysterious benefactor named Mister E, and like who would just kind of like leave clues or notes, and like you didn't know if he was trying to help them or if he was the one behind everything. Yeah. And then you just keep finding like these like, they like, just keep uncovering stuff like this big conspiracy like within their own town, like tr- they're like the entire town's trying to hide something, and then they just keep digging further and further and further. And it was really cool, and I really liked it. But then it just it, it ended after like. Yeah, like, just, like half of a second season. Like that seems like a really cool concept, but I don't know if it would do very well in today's market. It didn't, obviously. You know? So, like, it was just kind of sad because I mean, they kind of like I kind of think like if they brought it back now, it probably do better. They just need to put it into a time slot that would benefit it a little more. Because I mean, like, like shows like Steven Universe like, and so all, it all that depends stuff, on like, what like audience they're going for those. Well, yeah. right. I mean, I mean, if I, they're going for a younger demographic, this can be that weird one-off humor. Yeah. And if they go for an older demographic, like you know, like twelve to thirteen, fourteen, they can they'll probably they can add a little more continuity maybe. in it. If you're really shooting for like that older teenage audience, a young adult, um, then you're kind of going to go for that newer, the new Adventure Time. That's got like a story continuity yeah. and everything, or Steven Universe, where it's got those random bits, but there's this overarching story yeah. of it. Um, so I don't know exactly what they're going to do. It's just weird. I mean, like, that and also, like, when to, to make it seem relevant, you just kind of, I mean, like, you have, eventually you have to kind of start over anew. I think that's the reason why, like, The Simpsons is kind of losing touch with a lot of things. Because, I mean, like, it, it, it's weird because, like, I remember watching The Simpsons and they were, they didn't have cell phones. They had, they just had, like, their touch tone phone in, in their kitchen. Yeah. And then, uh... You know, and then you look at an episode now, and like Homer has an iPhone. It's just yeah, kind of strange weird because you think about it, and it's like, okay, so technology is advancing in this world, but they're still not aging. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a weird. But it, it, the secondary characters that are also kids are aging around them too, yeah. which makes it even stupider in my mind. Yeah, you, it, you it can't kind of pick like and choose. It, it not that it necessarily takes you out of it, but it just kind of sets things up in a weird way where you're just like, uh, is this? Like what is going on? What what is the reason why nobody is, or you know, nobody in the family is aging, but everybody else around them is? But we know time yeah. is moving on and stuff. Yeah. Like um, I mean, I know that The Simpsons, like they never really thought The Simpsons was gonna like last a lot longer than it did. Like I think they maybe thought they they thought they were gonna get canceled after the first season, you know? Yeah. And, like for it to go on, you know, twenty plus seasons is fucking insane. And I just kind of like I think, and also I kind of think that's the reason why Family Guy is doing so well is because they they were made during you know the early two thousands and they just kind of were able to kind of ride this wave and after the cancellation and coming back in the mid two thousands they were able to just kind of essentially restart just restart and like and so like modern cartoons now like if you see them pull out a phone and like it's not a flip phone or something it's just you know regular 
you know cell phone that we yeah. have now with you know the touch screen and everything they're not gonna really bat an eye at it but if you look at some old like the simpsons something or that has, yeah like it has a history and you know if someone who watches the, these original scenes mm-hmm. series or seasons or whatever and you know watching it they might feel weird by it and maybe yeah. maybe we're looking at this through the eyes of someone who has experienced the older Simpsons or the older Scooby Doo? Oh, you know? I remember a Simpsons episode where they first got a computer, and that shit's weird to me. Because <laughs> like I, they're like in my head, they're permanently in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, but the thing is, like you know, obviously they're not. Every yeah. the world around them, like you said, is growing older, but they're still the same. Yeah, it's kind of weird. You, you know, you know what's kind of funny is because uh, King of the Hill kind of ran into the same thing as well yeah because like bobby's been perpetually 13 14 whatever whatever for like the longest time now. yeah um originally mike judge wanted them to age in real time and i kind of would like to see a cartoon to do that because that would be kind of refreshing to see at least if it like runs that series of time like okay so so how you could easily do an episode of the simpsons where you know, Homer's getting older, but these new phones are coming around, and he'd, like, fuck something up because he doesn't know how to work his phone. Or, you know... He's he, super confused about it, doesn't know how it works. He accidentally, like, calls in an airstrike or something. Yeah, yeah. something stupid. I mean, like, and, and even th- that works on multiple levels because, I mean, like, old fans will still kind of get a kick out of it, and then they'll bring in newer fans because, like, they'll be like, yeah, my dad does the exact same exactly. thing, but, I mean, you know, over the top, like, he calls an airstrike, yeah. but he, like, like, he doesn't know how to use, use a touch um, t- touch screen phone at all, you know, like, and, and then someone of an older audience or a fan of the show would be like, Oh, I guess I do do that sometimes. Like, you mm-hmm. know, it just it would make sense to have you know these characters age in real time with yeah. you know their surroundings. That would be really cool, it'd be really interesting to see, and it would kind of make sense, right? Like, yeah. I mean, you, you see most like real, real life, like you know, sitcoms and everything, and People are aging, right? Like those yeah. things. It's like usually like a coming of age story. You're like, yeah. you know, like it's easier for sitcoms though because they have real people. Yeah, but you know, you could do that same style of thing in a cartoon. I think it would yeah, be really cool. that's true. <sighs> All right, what else can we talk about, Jerry? What else oh. can we bitch about? <laughs> we can bitch about mobile games. Um, I started playing uh, uh, mobile games. <laughs> I started playing this game called uh, Plague Inc. I don't know if you've played it before. I remember playing that when it was just a Flash game on... Uh, on Mini Clip. Like, on Mini Clip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, I just downloaded the mobile version of it, and I'm playing that. And I've been having a ton of fun with it. Is it free, or is it... Yeah, it's free. Okay. Good. You can buy, like, the non-ad version for, like, 99 cents or something like that, but... What's your disease name? I don't um, know. My first one was Butt-itis. <laughs> and then the one I did yesterday was Suck Flu. <laughs> I'm just trying to come up with the stupidest names for these things. Uh, I I'm thinking my next one might be like Fartbola. <laughs> I, I, I remember seeing a playthrough online. I think it was the Game Grumps that did it. Uh, they named theirs free t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> it's like everybody is infected with free t-shirts. And <laughs> but yeah, I was one, like I was playing that, and you know, it's it's fun and. I kind of thought we'd talk about mobile games a little bit. Um, how do you feel about mobile games? A lot of people, you know, dislike mobile games, saying that it's like the fall of grace of video games. Um, but I kind of beg to differ. I, I I play them when I'm waiting for like whatever to be put on my truck 
for delivery next when I'm like when I whenever I'm waiting around at work. Yeah, I usually play it, and, and like so, like the only ones I really play are, are uh, actually okay. So my SIM card. Um, fucking died on me. I don't know how it did. It just all of a sudden, like it just said, "Oh, like SIM card unreadable." Oh, you're fucked. Sorry, it's like, you're fucked. And so, and like I had because they take up a lot of space. I just had like my my mobile games on there, and that pretty much was just Fallout Shelter and uh, Boom Beach. And did you lose all your Boom Beach saves? It's like I was going like it's like I kind of, I got I was super pissed off because like I got so far along in both games I like had it locked down on Deathclaw attacks they would get to the second to the second level of my of my vault they'd and they'd be fucked because like every nigga had sawed off shotguns and like everyone up there had like laser rifles and just like insanely high weapons and shit like, like and then I keep thinking I gotta start over now so like I haven't downloaded them again just cause I know I'm gonna have to start over and I'm kinda sad about it yeah but um like like they're, they're fun they're kinda fun little time wasters and like being in the DMV, like it's fun to kind of just check in on those and just waste some time, waste while some you're time like, while I'm you know, in line. having to wait for something. Yeah, and like, I'm like Boom Beach. After a while, though, kind of got annoying because, like, you hit a certain cap, I guess, where like it's super hard to progress in unless the game you're paying unless you're shit. paying for shit. And, like, and that's that's a lot of like mobile game strategies, right? Especially those games where there's a timer associated with certain things. Is yeah, it's gonna take like three days for this thing to be built or upgraded or you can spend like five dollars and just upgrade it now yeah and i'm going like like i don't one i don't really want to and you know i it's it's a game why why do i gotta pay for that kind of shit it's just like i i just don't like it yeah no i agree with you um so like I just like I hoard shit like all the time. I used to hoard shit all the time in that game, and I had a system down to where because like you like you don't get attacked if you have like if you don't attack like other players and like but like if you have like a shit ton of other players around you sooner or later you get attacked and right. they're gonna steal your shit and so I had a little system to where like I would just like clear every everybody off the board all at once and I would do like their Doctor Terror challenge thing and get as much resources from that and then i would like spend all of it and try and upgrade everything that i could uh like or they upgrade the most expensive thing at the time and just like reach that just barely reach that upgrade everything at the time and then just like ignore it for like a good couple days until i got so when you come back everything's all upgraded everything's upgraded and then like you know they i get raided but like it's but like they You've get already nothing wasted all your I, resources. I took I, I spent all my resources and everything, or I've gotten everything done that I needed to get done. So it's like I don't care anymore. So like I had I had a bit of a system working for it, but it's been, in games like that, yeah, it's pretty hard to like bounce back from like a lost save file mm-hmm. where you're just like it. All those hours I put into it, it's like almost not worth it. Yeah, I, I mean, that, that that that's the level I'm at right now. That being said, there are some good mobile games out there. I played a Monument Valley. Uh, for the first time this last week. And that game's cool. It's a nice puzzle yeah. game with, like, you know, those weird shapes that shouldn't exist. You know, like how you see that weird, like, 3D triangle thing that's got, like, angles that wouldn't match up in real life if you try to make it? Oh, like all it. the MC Escher yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. illusions and stuff? Okay. So it's got stuff like that, and you've got to use that stuff to your advantage to, like, go from one place to another place. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's, it's, it's like a little puzzle game. 
It's pretty fun, though. I mean, it, I would rather pay $5 for a game like that, even mm-hmm. if it's kind of short, just have a little experience and have, like, a free game that's going to bombard me with microtransactions once I hit a certain wall. You yeah. Know? So... Yeah, like, I remember kind of being addicted to those uh, escape games where you're, like, in a room and you got to find clues and shit. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And to to escape the next room and go to the next room and keep going until you get to the end. Um, The only problem with those is some of them are kind of shoddy. Uh, to where like you you know the next step and you know the clue and when you put it in and you know it's correct and you look all everywhere online and you just confirm yourself that you're correct but like it just doesn't go because there's a small glitch in the game that doesn't let you progress and that gets a small glitch or sometimes it's like oh but you didn't capitalize this middle letter Mm-hmm. It's like what well, the fuck you? Like, yeah. that's stupid. Like I, I used to I would play those. I play movie trivia games. And like I'd burn through an entire movie trivia thing in like a in like a day, not even a day, like a couple hours, and just you're just like I know all this. It's stuff. like okay, because I was going like like I know this movie, and I know this movie, I know this movie, I know this one. I would kind of just constantly go like, don't they have like something more obscure? Because I kind of half use those to get references to different movies, right? And just be like, okay, so like I I haven't seen this one, and just from the description or like that they give for the hint, like yeah, it sounds interesting, and I want to watch it now. But like so yeah like just kind of every, every once in a while I'll get on a kick of something I'll just like download it download three or four at a time and then just play and beat them get rid of them play and beat them get rid of them all the time yeah like I said I've been playing play geek and that's kind of sucking me in yeah I, I am having trouble with a normal difficulty yeah the, the like easy difficulty I can like breeze through without a problem but then it like jumps up to normal and I always tend to just like fail by just a little bit. Like my my disease will not like infect everybody in New Zealand. So like New Zealand survives and it's like you've lost. God damn it. It's like fuck you, New Zealand. <laughs> like how do they survive? They had How the, do you survive? They had the one ring. <laughs> they would have the one ring. But then I'm like yeah, there's like seven billion dead people on Earth, except for New Zealand. So New Zealand is kind of fucked. Yeah, like like pretty much all the infrastructure of every other country on the face of the planet. Their economic system is in turmoil. They have been reduced back to the Stone Age. It's like yeah, I'm there, sure you three thousand people in New Zealand are going to be fine. Eventually, I mean, like three thousand people may seem like a lot, but eventually there's going to be some inbreeding. And then, like, you're going to be missing chromosomes left and right. Yeah. So I should have won that. Fuck, fuck that game for ten. Like, technically, though, you still won. Yeah. No, I lost. I got defeated that round. No, but, like, I, on the inside, you know you won. Realistically, if this were real life, yeah, I would have won. Like, I could have I taken them. He's like, why are there no connecting flights to New Zealand? I need a connecting flight from this hot zone and then into New Zealand. Another time that I was playing on that normal difficulty, I infected everybody everywhere else in the world, but Greenland closed its port before it could get infected, so I could not get to Greenland. Man, that sucks. Everyone else died but Greenland. I was like, fucking god damn it. Like, I was so upset. Um, all right, we can move on. Before I get more upset thinking about this fucking game. Uh, Joey, I I was thinking about this the other day, and um, I was wondering, what is, like, the cheapest game you got? Not, like, cheapest, like, oh, this is an old game, and I got it for super cheap, but 
I was thinking about it. Just just a game that, like, Marketplace? Either that or, like, you know, you, the game that just recently came out and you, like, go to a place and it's just, like, for some reason it's marked down like 20 bucks or something. $60 game that, like, just came out, like, marked down like 20 bucks. I was thinking about this partially because. Um, I did just get uh, Shadow of Mortar Game of the Year edition. I was thinking about getting it. It was forty bucks, and I checked the other day, and it's sixteen dollars. But I had like an eight dollar credit on my Microsoft oh, okay. account, so it was like eight bucks. Nice, it's a pretty good price. And the other reason, and I think my biggest uh, get was uh, Left 4 Dead Two. Like two weeks after it came out, I think two or three weeks after it came out. I went to a GameStop and I got Left 4 Dead 2 um, for 30 bucks, hmm. and and it was marked for 60 dollars. It wasn't on sale in the store or anything, but I just took it up to the guy and he was like, "Oh, cool!" And he like rung it up and it was 30 dollars, <laughs> and I was just like, "All right, that's pretty cool." Nice. Like you know, that brand new game that I like was excited to play and I got it for half price. Like that was a pretty fucking good feeling. Hmm, I'm trying to think. I don't know, because I would say like uh, or like movies. I guess I mean really, just like anything that you. Oh, dude! I found I find super on movies super cheap that like otherwise would be expensive. So like if you found like a forty dollar Disney movie for like five bucks, like, oh, you know, I, like I found shrink wrapped um, or whatever, like you know. I found uh, very familiar with the movie Heavy Metal, animated movie from like back in the seventies. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, like South Park did a big parody episode. Yeah, of it. yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I uh, I found that at Best Buy for like five bucks, and I was just like, "Yeah." Where you're just like, "Okay, that's dope." Yeah, I was I'm like, just- "I have to get it. I have to pick it up." I, I find nice steals on movies like that over there all the time, just because like like they're just taking up space and they want to get rid of them, and they gotta like push in that new merchandise, but they can't just throw the shit in the back or something. Pretty much. Like I remember finding uh, the Blu-ray, like the special edition Blu-ray of both. Lawrence of Arabia and um, Jaws for like like on two separate occasions it was like uh, they're marked down from like think like 50 to like 20 bucks and I was like holy shit and like, I need to get these and like I'm like I one day like I went to this is like just after Christmas so like yeah. everything was like on sale mm-hmm. and we just got the blu-ray player like our first blu-ray player and I was like super ecstatic because I was like all right I get to watch movies like, and, like, like I get yeah. to watch blu-rays and shit so I went out and bought movies and uh with like some uh like the best buy gift cards my sister got me for Christmas and like I got, I got Drive. I got Lawrence of Arabia. I got Taxi Driver and uh, The Shining and Requiem for a Dream. Total was like all those cards. It was like good, like ten bucks each card. No, fifteen bucks each card. And I only paid like five bucks afterwards. Like after that, mm. so I got like all those. Tests. I pretty much got all those movies for five bucks. Mm. That's pretty good. I was pretty. Stoked. I mean, um, when did you get a first get a Blu-ray player? Was it? It was like, not too long ago. Okay. I think it was like maybe a year or longer, um, a year and some change. Uh, so you know, I'm just wondering because I remember um, my uncle would uh, like when Blu-rays were first coming out and they were super expensive. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, I remember. We're that. talking like forty, fifty dollars, like mm-hmm. a, a flick. He would go on eBay and wait for people who, like, super rich people who would buy these movies, watch them once, and then be like, eh. 
and sell them on eBay, mm-hmm. and he'd pick them up for like five dollars. Damn, and I was like that, like because he had a huge movie collection, and he was always like one of those like early adopters of technology. He's kind of yeah. like you know uh, better off as far as like financials go. Yeah. Um, but I just remember him having like this huge library of movies that he's just like, yeah, like you know, like as soon as these people like watch it once, they want to get rid of them. They <laughs> want to sell them for super cheap, so I'll just buy it. Like, like straight up, like I'm not like above buying anything pre-owned. Yeah, no, I, I will, I'm not either. I'm just I'll I, buy some pre-owned. I'm just cheap. I just was kind of curious if yeah. you've ever gotten like any super good deals on something. I've gotten a bunch of really cool deals. It's, it's mostly on movies, like video games. Like every once in a while, like I'll like other than like the free stuff they have like for Xbox live gold members and shit yeah. um, like I'll just like kind of like peruse games every once in a while and like I think that the cheapest one I remember finding the cheapest ones like I got just cause you and everybody else was playing Modern Warfare 3 I got Modern Warfare 3 for like a good like 25 bucks that's not bad like, whenever you get a Call of Duty game for under yeah. $30 I think you're pretty sick it was it was uh, used and it was just right after Christmas and so I was like, so pretty much like it was brand new, um, and I just I just picked it up and I was like done, and I got uh, I I didn't I never ended up playing this game though, which is kind of sad. Um, I uh, got uh, uh, Arkham City, Game of the Year edition, for about thirty, like thirty bucks, thirty five bucks maybe, and same deal, used right after Christmas and. Yeah, I was just like, well, it's like I should really play this game, but like it's, it's kind of yeah, it's just one of those things lazy. where yeah, if sometimes uh, you kind of get into a bad place if you buy like an older game too late in the generation, because then you're like, ah, I'm not gonna really play this. Yeah, and, you don't you don't want to put the time into actually like play all of it. Certain games, of course, you're gonna make exceptions for. But, you know, it's a game that you've got maybe mediocre interest in. It's very likely that I might just fall to the wayside. Yeah. like I mean, like, I had interest in it, and I liked, uh, like, Arkham... Asylum. Arkham Asylum, but it's just that, like, I just didn't... I don't know. Like, it just didn't... Like, I always kind of, like, like, like I always wait to, like, like, yeah, I'm going to play this. Yeah. Like, I just wait for that feeling to hit Until me. Until you and actually then, are going to play it before you... It's, like, because, like, other than that, like, it'll just sit there. Like, like some of my movies, like, I've watched all my movies in my movie collection, but, like, some days it's just, like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to watch this again, and then I'll just, like, sit down, and I'll put on my movie, and I'll watch it, and I'll watch a few at a time, and, you know, or whatever, and then, like, and then the rest of the time I'm going to be watching, like, something on Netflix. And, yeah. <sighs> Moving on. All right, we can move on. Joey, um, there's something that everybody always has problems with, right? Like uh, masturbation. If you have problems with that, then you're doing I mean, it wrong. Like, it's like, like you the chafing, right? The chafing. No. 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 That can easily be avoided by uh, you know using the proper lubricant or lotion. No, it's like sometimes you just like can't jerk it all day you shouldn't be doing that you should be doing I something mean, productive with your days I say, hey breaking a world record is productive all right i am just saying um what i was uh referring to or was i was going to say was um let's talk about fictional character fights because we we always like since, since we were kids and this is one of those things that uh you know everybody 
as a kid did, where they would get two different fictional characters from different, you know, universes or series yeah. or completely different things. But like, continuity, we're just yeah, just fight each other. Completely uh, uncanonical, and just be like, what would happen if like this person and this person fought? Yeah, like what would happen if like Wolverine and Superman fought? Or, like you know, like anything like you know, stupid like that. So. One thing that we should do is we should talk about that. Okay. One, I like the idea of it. Two, we should do it recurring because it, I, yeah, and it's fucking one of those things where it's just like yeah, you know, had, had I win uh, in these situations, had I been like had the foresight to actually look up the note earlier today, I could probably have been thinking about this all day at work. But like, I'm a lazy bastard. See, but now now you have the idea of it, and in the future we can implement this because this is something that can go on forever. Like, so are we gonna like? Is this gonna be like people who like match up well, like universe wise? Like, you like say you would get like Superman versus the Century, you know, like one from Marvel, one from right. DC, or like, or you would get. I don't know, like the Punisher versus Batman, kind of like that, like kind of match them up, or, or is, are we just gonna go completely balls out and say like I want Ant Man to fight motherfucking Barbie and see what shit goes down? If you can make a plausible argument for a it, a plausible argument for both of them, then yes. Okay. So in that situation, it seems like why wouldn't like what powers does Barbie have that could, she could? Use? Well, other than the fact that she used to be president and probably has you know secret service <laughs> detail around her at all times. I don't know. She probably has the nuclear codes for the world. She probably at one point had the nuclear. She had probably she had her finger on the that, button. That bitch has houses. <laughs> she has cars. She's doing way better than She's any got of us. Her bitch Ken. <laughs> Ken is a bitch. She got that shit unlocked. Like like straight up. Like you know she's the bread she's the breadwinner and like Ken is just the lazy asshole boyfriend who sits on the couch all day like half naked covered in Cheeto dust that's exactly what he is and five o'clock shadow he's gaining weight because he's not doing anything anymore <laughs> this is after he's like just kind of been thrown to the wayside they're not making his they're not making his doll anymore yeah. just like he gets no cool clothes no accessories like I want a car like, no Ken <laughs> Get a job, Ken. You write in the back, Ken. <laughs> Ken, hold my bags. At that point, like Barbie just needs she needs to step up her game when it comes to her man. She needs to like keep that pin pan strong. Make that nigga get a job. <laughs> or right, we can have uh matchups and we can start off with this one, like uh Alien uh versus the men in black. Ooh, that's actually pretty cool. I like that. And like we could have things that would, you know, they're not equals in the universe, but they would possibly go against each other if they were in the same. Universe. You know what? I, I'm guaranteeing you that there, should, there there needs to be a crossover with the Predator, Alien, and Men in Black. That needs that's, to happen. That's how you bring back excitement for Men in Black, mm-hmm. um, and probably the Predator and Alien as yeah. well. There's supposed to be a new Predator movie, and there's supposed to be like there was apparently Neil Blomkamp was working on a new Predator movie. I mean, Alien movie, right? But I kind of don't trust him after Chappie. <laughs> that was a piece. But it's going to be like a robot alien, and he's going to learn no! love. Ken, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Quit trying to, trying to make movies. Um, let's see. Who, so who would win in a situation where uh, the alien well, I guess it where the men in black were dispatched to take out? To the take out. So alien. they know where he's at. So it's like I'm assuming because they've been dispatched, they're on Earth. Because... Or they, they can't be or they've on... they've been dropped onto, like, some space station. Okay, so we're talking about that they've been 
put into space and then so this, okay so this brings up a whole different situation yeah. entirely too we're gonna have to like I guess this is more so just what's, like what's the arena like what's yeah. the arena what's the weaponry I mean cause I mean I'm assuming like if they've been dispatched like they know about cause I'm assuming like in this in this context in this universe cause it's the men in black they know about the alien and they're aware of its power they're, they're aware, aware of the xenomorph and everything about it and its general location yeah. Let's say let's say abandoned space station. Okay. Um, let's say it's just uh, the Men in Black, no backup. Um, so Agent K and Agent J. Yeah. Okay. And they are uh, essentially like war pulled into the space station. So there's no way to evac. There's no way for the uh, xenomorph to like you know get on a ship and like kill people. Are we talking about only one xenomorph, or are we talking about? We can do just one. That's fine. One and then, yeah, we'll just do one. Just one xenomorph. One xenomorph. Okay, so um, um, should we, like now one xenomorph can probably be taken out because it's usually because like a xenomorph was taken out by a space marine, um, like eventually in the first movie, and so I imagine we're talking about a bigger xenomorph just to make it more of a just to kind of make it more of an even fight of an even fight or more, so, a more like veteran one I guess so, one queen, so I would say queen xenomorph then okay we can do lays that. the eggs and yeah. shit okay we could do this she's, as our own podcast huge. like thinking about it like this would be a this would be, be a, a fucking bitching podcast that shit would just be like man that's like like we yeah there, there's too there's too much depth that we have to go through for each one because like okay so now if they get dispatched into space I met, I heard that one yeah um <laughs> I hope everybody out there heard it as well yeah like it, like Johnny just snapped his neck like it was nothing um okay so I I imagine uh but they got dispatched into space and they're on some abandoned space station um the the name of the ship in the first movie is escaping me. Um, but so uh, you know everybody's uh, dropped in with their normal weaponry. Um, of course, the xenomorph's got like claws, and you know it's fucking you know head biting shit, and you know it's got speed and yeah, you know everything like that. And um, the Men in Black are gonna have their normal weapons that they've had pretty much in every movie. Uh, you know, they're fucking dematerializers and fucking shit yeah. like that. So I imagine that he's not going to have, like, the noisy cricket. Because that would, one, just put a big hole into the side of the space station and depressurize everything. And they would probably have the foresight to not have that with them. I mean, okay, so he has it with him, but it's not going to be his main weapon to use unless he's got, like, a way he can, like, ensure that it's not going to destroy something as a kill shot or something like that. Then it would make sense. Okay. But I assume that he's not going to use it. Because or else that could get pretty messy, I think. Because then they might kill the xenomorph, but then they would just die themselves. So I would call that a draw. Yeah. If that's the case. Where technically, yeah, the xenomorph is dead, but the men in black are also dead. Okay. So I, I, I would like to say... Hmm... This is getting kind of getting clearer. So, so I guess um, it would come down to what their strategy is. Do they stay together? Do they split up? Oh, you know they stay together. Hmm. If there's any moment when they get split up, though, 
That match is a game over. Yeah, if they get split up, then then Queen Xenomorph will just destroy the shit out of them. No problem. Because if you can split them up, then um, I would assume that the Queen Xenomorph would just take you know one of them out and then wait around for the other one to show up and then take them out too. Yeah. Um, I feel like if the Queen Xenomorph attacked as a attacked them both while they were in a group, mm-hmm. then we would have the problem of one might get killed. But then the other one would take it out. Yeah. So. Okay. So. Hmm. I don't know. So, I wonder if. I wonder how the xenomorph would use the acid. Like, against. Well, I mean, like, you can't akin the xenomorph to something that uses strategy other than. You know, the way, you know, a lion or a cheetah uses strategy when it hunts. It's like that, that, that's. I would think that it's not some predatory instincts. Well, I mean, like, it can use. I would imagine it uses its predatory instincts, but it's not like the predator where it can set traps. Right. And or, I don't. Or actually, man. you know, consciously use certain things to their advantage, like, you know, like eat out, like, an area of. But imagine if, floor. like, the xenomorph sees the men in black and spits acid. Fucking does some kind of acid trick, hits the fucking wall of the spaceship, and it melts through the wall. I can imagine that being an accident, not like a. But then a the plan. But thing. then the they would still die. Yeah. In that situation. Well, right? then it's just a tie because everyone would die. <laughs> that that's just how it goes. Hmm. I guess that's true. <sighs> I don't know, Joey. Um, if it's Queen Xenomorph. And say they're on the alien spacecraft in the movie, um, which is be the only place big enough to really hold one of them, especially right. how big the Queen Xenomorph is. I imagine, I imagine like it, like uh, during in that situation that they could probably. I imagine. That like that would kind of take away the whole depressurization part of it out. Okay, so because we, it's crash landed and it's wide open already, and they would need to have their spacesuits on anyway to kind of get to it. And you know, okay, so we we assume that uh, it can't be depressurized. Yeah. Okay. So I think that the men in black have a better chance. Because their weaponry would be open up to a wider Everything. arsenal. To so, some, yeah, if, if, I mean, they can use the noisy cricket, yeah, then I think he could probably yeah, be taken care of. I think, and, like, with the way, I think, like, I think with the way they handle themselves and also with the fact that they're, they pretty much in the men in black, you're a veteran, you know, alien hunter. Alien right. hunter, or and you've dealt with aliens on a, you know, on multiple levels, and you, and also the fact that K and J have been involved with saving the planet. I don't know how many times at this point. I think that they have more of a chance to. They kind of know what to expect. Yeah. 
Now, if we're talking about like if the Men in Black were in a situation that the Nostromo crew the, um, uh, was in the first Alien movie, then Men in Black would win hands down. Right. Because one, they already know exactly what they're dealing with when it comes to xenomorphs. Like probably like one or one of two of them would die, but like. After that, like straight up, like they would create some kind of game plan to take things. They would know exactly what to do. K would like like always has like some kind of information in his head about whatever needs to be done to like take care of. So in a situation where they already know what the monster is, what they're looking yeah. for, because if they're dispatched them, to go find it, they you, know what you it give is. him the adva- you give yeah. him the advantage. But do you think if they just were randomly thrown in a situation where all of a sudden there's a fucking queen xenomorph? They didn't know what to expect or what if they're they, fighting. If they, if they, if all of a sudden, just like bam, xenomorph, no, out of nowhere, then they would probably. If they're be just a patrolling fucked. an area, and let's say they come across one or something, I imagine that they would not have the capability to really defend themselves. The foresight or the uh, or the intelligence game, yeah. beforehand, exactly. to be able to protect I think, against. I it. think like at that point, like if it's, it's straight up a surprise, like they weren't expecting it, then yeah, they would be done. Like say say like the situation was, uh, you know, they're on patrol outside the Earth or whatever for whatever reason, and they come across like a cr- the crash ship, like a crash ship, or the Nostromo's all fucked up, yeah. and then like they have like, like someone has a chest burster that already fucking grew out into a xenomorph. They would be screwed because they would naturally they would dock, they would board, and they would see what was what happened, and without expecting it, they would be dead. Mm. Because when you when you really think about it, a lot of the aliens they deal with have some form of consciousness and foresight into what they're doing. Because right, right. they, the way they act, I guess, in a way is a, to, in a way to put it is, is a hu- is a human yeah. way. The only way we can equate it. So the way, the way they act is a human is a, is you know in a human humanized way who's calculating, who's planning. Xenomorph doesn't really calculate or plan anything. It's just kind of very. Kill to kill. It's it's it's, not, it, it's a space lion right. with acid breath. You know, acid spit. That's it. Mm. So, like, I think in that situation, yeah, they're they're done. Mm. Okay, I, I can respect that. So, in a situation where they know what's going on, they have the advantage. In a situation mm-hmm. where they don't know what's going on, they're done. Mm. They're done. Yeah. Mm. All right. I could live with that. I, I that that's the only way to really put it. Other than that, I think the men in black have it have it pretty locked down. Mm. I like I can't but I can't think of I can't think of anything at the moment as in any other Well, I always imagine like okay, so who would win uh like Jason from the Friday the Tur- the 13th series versus Michael Myers from the Halloween series cuz they're they're similar in the way they they, they can't die but Jason's the only one who's been given that weird kind of mythological backstory that he has tissue regeneration. Right. And like he's been killed multiple times, but he just keeps coming back. Well, who has like the higher kill count? I would assume it's Jason. It's Jason. Right? He has way of a higher kill count. Mm. I would like it just from killing experience. <laughs> just from the amount of movies he's had, I would give it to him. Mm. Um I mean yeah, I just experience wise in that situation, right? Because they're both essentially very similar killers. Yeah, they're kind of unstoppable, like like essentially unstoppable killing machines. One's got a machete, one's got a knife, right? Mm-hmm. And Jason's got the machete; he's probably going to be able to at least attack he has a range from a little, on him. Yeah, a little further away. Yeah, 
Um, the only way Michael Myers is going to win in that situation if he, is if he manages to sneak up on Jason somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, neither of them can really die, right? Not really. So I mean, they're they're like in the fourth. Uh, in the fourth uh, Halloween movie, so we Michael Myers straight up gets shot with a shotgun and he lives. So we assume it's just kind of like who will get to who first, who can incapacitate the other person quicker, yeah. right? Or um, even what situation they would be, in, they would you know occur to to meet. Because when you think of like, I think the only way this could really happen is like if somehow Camp Crystal Lake was just near Haddonfield. And he just like me meand- like Jason just meanders over to Haddonfield during Halloween. After like you know, after killing all the teens at Crystal Lake, he's just like, uh, I go for like a diner burger right now. Yeah. Like, let's go to the local diner, get a burger. Is <laughs> like, and then let's just chalk everyone's heads off. So yeah, like I I, I pretty much would kind of lean towards Jason just because yeah, like, and that's I think my pick. Just because he's got the he's got the bigger experience, he's got the range with the machete. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm sure Michael Myers is a very competent killer. Yeah, but I mean, he's got a what, like a fucking kitchen knife? Yeah, usually a butcher knife. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's not going to be anywhere near as much as um, as this other as a machete. Yeah, pretty much. So I think I would give Jason that win. Yeah. And also the fact that he's kind of proved that he that he can kind of just like they both prove that they kind of can just take pain and just keep going. Right. But I think when you kind of think about it, like Jason covers a wider ground of space, like he covers a whole camp, whereas Michael Myers tends to just kind of cover like a little neighborhood. like like the house or the neighborhood. Yeah. And that's really about it. Mm. Um, Joey, who would win between uh, Isaac Clark? From Dead Space. Okay. And Gordon Freeman from Half-Life. They wouldn't fight. They'd work together to get out of the space station. (laughs) You know that's true. Anyone who says otherwise is a fucking asshole. Let's put into effect that there is just one escape pod, and they have to fight for the escape pod. (laughs) Okay, so if they had to fight for the escape pod... Gordon Freeman's got the gravity gun. And then uh, okay, so I'm assuming that Isaac Clark's got that little uh, little plasma pistol thing with yeah. the little three thingy, the, the plasma cutter. Yeah. So I imagine that because uh, they're escaping from somewhere, that they're probably on the spaceship from the first game. That's I'll say, fine. I'll say the first game, um, and then. So I know that one Gordon Freeman has his gravity gun and his crowbar. Yeah, let's assume he's got those two. Um, no other weapon because like he he just kind of gets like a myriad of like regular uh, like just handguns, hand, and like handguns and, and SMGs, yeah. and shotguns and stuff. So we're gonna just kind of nix those, and we'll just say Isaac Clark only has his plasma cutter, right, and stasis. Right. So I say they're kind of fairly even. Um, hmm. I think it all depends on the gravity of the location they're in. So, like, with so the with the gravity gun, um, I mean, Gordon Freeman can pick up whatever the fuck he wants yeah. and throw it. Yeah. Right. Well, so. same with Isaac Clark. He has stasis. He can kind of. 
theoretically do the same thing. Right. I guess so. Yeah. Well, so, this this like because like he picks up generators and stuff and moves them around. Yeah. And stores and shit. Um. So I guess it kind of just depends on what's around and what's kind of like loose and could be picked up. Okay. So I imagine like an escape bay is probably as big as the room we're in right now, and like they have like an opening as big as like this door, like a standard you know interior door that goes into the escape pod. So that being said, close quarters battle, he's probably not, he's like, I imagine Gordon Freeman is going to lose the gravity gun fairly quick. Because or then it would be kind of useless. Or it's going to be useless at that point. Where Let's assume that the other character can't steal like the character's weapon or anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it would be kind of in a, in a room this small and to those people out there listening, it's not a very big room. Um, I'd say like Eight by twelve foot and no eight, eight by sixteen. Yeah, eight by something 16. like that. Yeah. So uh, let's assume that uh, gravity gun is out of the picture in this situation. Yeah. Um, it's just a crowbar versus the uh, plasma cutter. Um. I I mean I would think that uh, I'm I'm okay. So I'm gonna say Isaac Clark is gonna win because in this situation. Especially since that during like during that moment, more than likely the lights are going to be out or they're going to be dim to where he can't see. And he already he's already wearing glasses. Yeah. So he has his flashlight on. And if you remember correctly, if you have your flashlight on, it like and it drains your power cell, and which means your uh, armor doesn't come back. Right. If your power is depl- if your auxiliary power is depleted. And you can't sprint either. Like I think no, no, it's, it's only the sprint. It only takes. It only you can't sprint if you don't have any auxiliary power. So if he has his flashlight on, he can't move around as quickly as he normally would. Let's assume his flashlight is off, though. Um, what if? Uh, I mean, what about the glowing parts on Isaac. Isaac's suit? Yeah, then he can't, probably he can't dim that. And yeah, so what? You wouldn't even need a flashlight if you could see. Essentially, the glowy face of yeah. like you know, you know, he's not going to be able or to like that it. spine part on the yeah, back you know, of he's thing. not going to be able to like split up or anything yeah. like that. So you can, I would say, eliminate the flashlight in that whole situation yeah. from the scenario. Okay, yeah, that that makes sense. He, he's, I imagine Gordon Freeman's smart enough. He would probably think of that because he's a fucking doctor. Yeah, I mean, and he saved the universe at least two times, right. three times. You know probably carried a gnome all the way to the end of the fucking game. Like, <laughs> he's just holding, he's, he's got a crowbar and a gnome. And he's like, gnome Chomsky's gonna fucking nigga up. Uh, mm. So anywho, um, uh, I imagine, okay, so that kind of changes things. Cause, but still though, Isaac Clark has distance with the plasma cutter, despite the fact that the plasma cutter does not kill things with one shot. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, it could, it could damage Gordon, but that could give him enough time to either close distance um, fuck! You could throw the crowbar if you wanted to. I don't know how effective that would be. But. You know, you know what would probably happen more than anything is as they're fighting, he probably just hits Isaac Clark hard enough to where he can get into the spacecraft and the, like into the escape bay and just hit the button eject. and just eject. However, though, uh, while he does have the radiation suit. Um, he doesn't have the level of armor that Isaac Clark Yeah, that's has. true. Isaac Clark is more well-armored than... Yeah, he, I mean, he has a full-on welder suit, and, like, his helmet, it looks pretty industrial pretty strength. Pretty sturdy, yeah. So, 
I like just probably still on that alone. I probably still have to give it to Isaac Clark just because he has more distance and he's a little more armored, and he's more armored. And with the gravity gun kind of not being able to really be effective in that environment in that in that area, and with him having to really get up close and personal with the crowbar, and probably also being broken fairly quickly by the plasma cutter, yeah. I think Isaac Clark has it. Yeah, I guess so. It's kind of sad because I'd rather have I'd rather have. Uh, I like to think that Gordon Freeman, Gordon Freeman will win. Could live forever. <laughs> But I guess maybe that's why uh, we don't have a third Half-Life game. Yeah. Maybe he was killed by Isaac, Isaac Clark. Clark. I do imagine, though, like if he had like that weird, like, the ant gland from Half-Life 2, yeah. um, that he would probably be able to use that and, and just, like, probably, like, ruin Isaac Clark's day. Imagine if that, like, attracts more of those, like... Fucking crazy... I can't remember what they're called, but like the space, the space mutants. Yeah. Like, just imagine if they got more of those. If they just attract more of those, like I think, like like first game, yeah, Isaac Clark wins. I think second game, Isaac Clark, second and third game, Isaac Clark, he more than likely loses because he's he's clinically insane in the third come game. The, yeah, come the, come the third game. game, and then the second game though, he's already on his way to being fucking crazy. So, like, just him having a level of schizophrenia, like, already could kind work of, against him. It would easily. work against him really easily. Yeah, too. and I mean, Gordon Freeman seems to have kept his mental fortitude throughout, throughout the whole series. Every series, yeah. every every game he's been in. He's been in some shit, too. Yeah. He's been on a lot of shit. He's watched his friends die. He's like, gone every friend like has, has died. Fucking space worlds and fucking murder things. So, yeah. yeah. He's, he's made time, like, sl- he's made time, like, not exist. I would think like if you like because that's literally the end of the universe, and I imagine if you see the end of the universe, you're going insane. And yet, Gordon Freeman is completely fine. Yeah. So I, I definitely like game one. Isaac Clark wins. Any other Isaac Clark, like Isaac Clark in game two or three, he's gone. He's done. Mm. All right, I can live with that. All right, Joe, we're gonna let's go and wrap up here. We're at a minute twenty. It's not bad. Um, we should definitely be coming up with more of these and um, maybe with a little more preparedness this time. Yeah. I mean, um, I definitely like the idea of this. But yeah, there's so many factors we have to consider. We have to set certain guidelines and be like, yeah, yeah. so we're going to do this, uh, this arena with these two characters, with these weapons. Um, and then we can nitpick the details from there. Yeah. But I definitely like the idea of this. We should definitely keep doing this. Yeah. Should we try and do some quick fire questions or should we, or do you not have any? We could do some. I have a couple here we could do. I have, I have a few. Let's just burn them, burn through the rest of the ones we do have and then we can. Vamoose. Vamoose. All right. Jay, I'll go and ask you the first one. So if you could domesticate any animal and have it as a pet, what would it be? Hmm. Damn. Um, domesticate. Like, in all honesty, I would probably have a like like a bear. That's I think my choice. I, I would have, be a fucking like, bear because like one, little bears are adorable. Two, big bears. Just imagine you have a giant fucking ass. like black bear or a giant grizzly bear, dude. Ain't no one stealing anything from your house. So like, plus you could fucking ride that motherfucker. Yeah, like you could you could take. I would just I, I would ride that some bitch to work, and I'd tell him to sit in the parking lot and just wait for me to come back. <laughs> Okay, that that's pretty good. All right, um, 
What's okay? What is the most obscure comic book character you know, DC or Marvel or otherwise? Hmm. Most obscure character? Yeah. Hmm. Like if like if someone asked you like we were depth of knowledge in, in comic books, what would like the most obscure character you you would say? Hmm. Actually, to make it easier, we'll just say like DC or Marvel. Hmm. I have absolutely no idea. Um. Yeah, I can't think of any like really super obscure ones. Hmm. Because like for me, it's it's always just kind of been uh, uh, the question and uh, the shadow, um, both from DC. Okay. Um, the question is essentially he's kind of like this private eye detective dude, but he when he wears a mask, but essentially his mask just gets rid of his features on his face. So like if you ever see him, he just he just doesn't have a face, and uh, he has so he's going for that mannequin look essentially, and he has like these super insane conspiracy theories, and he's pretty much an alcoholic as well. So like he's he's just he's just crazy. He's just super insane, and he like and he he's always able. He other than Batman, he's like the best detective. I was gonna say, is he like Batman minus he, all the gadgets? Like he's pretty much Batman minus all the gadgets and the money. Like he, like he just he sees through things, and he also just kind of like, just like realizes things. Oh, and the Midnighter too. I also know the Midnighter, also from. So DC. why is he called but, the questions or the question, and why is he not called the answer? I don't know because like, <laughs> it's like because he just keeps coming up with questions. It's like I think the question just refers to his identity because like he's like nobody knows who. Supposedly he's like one of those guys who's able to keep his identity even away from Batman. So like that's kind of like and Batman already knows who everybody is. Yeah. Like, like there's no hiding from Batman. But like supposedly the question is able to hide from Batman pretty well. Um, so like and also that just kind of makes just me like him a lot more just because like it's kind of a more down to earth version of Batman I think. Yeah. And like. Uh, like a, a good a good uh, interpretation of him is in like that Justice League Unlimited show that was on Cartoon Network for a while. There's a few episodes where he's in it and he's fucking great. Um, and like the Shadow is kind of like this weird like gunslinger dude with like a red bandana around his face and cowboy hat and big cape and everything and like your typical like old school old kinda, western gunslinger kind of like guy. thrust into a modern setting almost. Like that, and then like the Midnighter is kind of like Batman, but like far more brutal. He's not really that unknown, I guess, but he's like he has essentially he has a billy club, and like he will find you and he will murder the shit out of so you. So he's like Batman, but he's willing to kick some ass, pretty much, and kill some people. Yeah, he, he's 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 more akin. To, he he's more like their Punisher almost. <laughs> And like they make a big deal about him being gay too, because like he's like the super brutal dude, but he's also gay. He's like, I'm gonna club your ass, and then I'm gonna fuck it, and then I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jerry, what is the longest movie marathon you've ever had? Like, sit down. I mean, you can like get up and like get snacks and shit like that during this movie. What is the longest like movie marathon that you've done? Like you. Like, sat down, just watch movie after movie after movie after movie. I remember starting a movie marathon about, like, 11 a.m. Just because, like, at that point, like, I was kind of already done with everything I needed to do for the day. And I sat down at 11 a.m. and I watched... uh, And this is also during near Halloween because that's when my longest movie marathons tend to kind of pile up. Uh... I would say I didn't get done watching movies until about 
one o'clock in the morning. So like until like, like thirteen hours. We go like thirteen hours of just watching movies. That and that was it. Like movies, and then like and to break it up, to break up the pace, I would go through and I would find like some of my favorite TV shows, and I would watch their Halloween episodes. So like I I, I still that do that now. I watch like just like uh, like this past weekend to break it up. I watched all the seventy shows. That seventy shows, yeah. the Halloween episodes, um, to break it up a little bit. And so I, I, tr- I still keep it Halloween centric, but yeah, I still count that. It's a pretty fucking solid yeah. fourteen hours worth of movies. Yeah, it's a- after like, but like you know, after a while though, it's like, man, I can't drink any more Mountain Dew as I like open up another one and keep drinking more Mountain Dew. As the world around you starts turning green and you're just kind of like very loopy and yeah. like, you can't look straight. It's, it's kind of weird because like you kind of go down the rabbit hole with like Netflix too because it'll just kind of like keep suggesting movies. Yeah, to Netflix you. is bad, and that's not I love Netflix, but it's bad in the situation where you watch something and they're like, "Oh, did you like this? We also have these other three movies that you can choose from." And yeah, like, eh, I was just kind of find like the, the least worst one, and I would just like, "Okay, I need to watch this." Mm. And then after that, it'd be like, "Oh, so we have these other recommendations based on what you just watched." Like, God damn it, Netflix. I always just go like, no, I have a list that I'm going off of. Leave me alone. What about you, Johnny? Longest movie marathon. Um, it hasn't been too long. Maybe six or seven hours. Okay. Stringing together like the, you know, one of the trilogies of the Star Wars movies. Okay. Um, I do want to at some point be able to sit and watch one through six mm-hmm. of the Star Wars movies, but that's fucking taxing. Yeah. And I'm already aware of that, so which is why I haven't done that yet. And I feel like I can't do that by myself because I don't want to live that shame by myself. <laughs> I live that shame every day. I don't want to like wake up in the mirror the next morning and be like, you did that. You... <laughs> Sorry, son of a bitch. You're an adult. <laughs> you pay bills and you fucking did this. I hope you're satisfied. You irresponsible asshole. Okay. What is the absolute most favorite pizza you've ever had? Mm. Are we talking like topping wise or just like. Just all together, like the best pizza you ever tasted in your entire life? Mm. Mm-hmm. Old Rusty's was really good. I feel like Rusty's back when we were a kid. Yeah, like when we were kids. About because we were about, maybe, maybe not even then. Maybe even the like you know, like seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the fucking best. Like more recently, I've had Rusty's, and it doesn't really taste like the same. I feel like mm-hmm. they've maybe changed something here or there. Um, one of my favorite like toppings on pizza. There's a me and Ed's here in town, yeah. And they had a triple pepperoni pizza for a little while, regular pepperoni, and then the little like cubed pepperonis. Nice. And then like a weird like curly pepperoni. Okay. Fucking delicious. Yeah. Like each one, very different but very similar. Mm. Fucking great. Okay, so like I'm not entirely sure if this really counts as a pizza. But okay, so um, Papa Murphy's is kind of like a take and bake pizza, and it's pretty cheap. Like you can kind of get you, you can really get it on the cheap. Um, you just, they come it's like pre prepared, take it home, take it out of the saran wrap, throw it in your oven. You know, twenty minutes later you got a pizza. Yeah, fresh, like fresh from the oven. And so I remember we got like it was they called it a stuffed pizza. Mm-hmm. 
and essentially it was kind of like two layers of crust and everything in the in between it like cheese sauce all the toppings so it was a pizza stacked on top of another pizza yeah it, what you're saying. it was good that shit was that sounds pretty yeah good. i want pizza I, I want pizza too right now <laughs> Anywho, like that that was that was some good stuff now so far that that was like the best pizza I've had mostly because like it was just like so weird but I ate it and it was just like this is amazing and like the crust was just right yeah kind of like fluffy but crispy on the outside mm, so good all right Jerry uh, what is your favorite thing to do when you are not playing video games or watching movies or working so you're non uh, movie or gaming past non masturbatory right yeah okay um, so, fifty <laughs> percent of the time you're at work, twenty five percent of the time you're you're watching movies or playing video games, twenty percent of the time you're masturbating. What do you do with that other five percent? <laughs> um. Hmm. Okay, so it, it's kind of been split up into about three ways recently. Um. Like I like to draw a lot. Like. Uh, and like actually I, sh- I kind of really should be drawing right now because I need to finish up some stuff for some people but um, uh, I like I like to draw a lot and I just essentially now like nowadays it's kind of been more towards like illustrative stuff because I just kind of do gig flyers for yeah. people but like drawing is like a main one I also kind of like to try my hand at like writing because I still have lofty ideas that I'm going to be a screenwriter one day and so you should probably I, like follow that a little bit more thoroughly. Like, yeah, I, 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 I have I have like multiple ideas for movies, and I start writing them down, and then like, I'll, like as soon as I lose my steam for that one day, I'll just kind of wait till it comes back, and then I'll keep doing it. And eventually, though, because I work so much, I just forget. Um, but like, there's been that, and also just reading screenplays. I love to read screenplays online, and I just like to look for all the movies I really love, and just I like to see. How side by side, side like by side, original screenplay to, to the movie, to, to the movie, and I just like want to see like you know like oh man what changed, what did Where the change. edits made, like what kind of things, and I like to picture in my head you know everything I remember from the movie as I read the lines line by line, yeah. and I like to imagine the actors' voices as I read them line by line by line, and I just kind of like to just tear it apart and analyze it and just kind of really get really get into it. Um, yeah, I, I've read a few um, recently. I remember reading Fargo not too long ago, and I also read Pulp Fiction a couple of times, um, and that one's just, like, really cool. Like, I just really like reading all of those. Yeah. Makes sense. I am uh, prefer to do other things that aren't that. <laughs> I enjoy fishing a lot. I fucking love, you know, hitting the water. Whenever I get a chance, I tend to... You know, go to the lake or something and just kind of relax and kind of, like, just take in nature for a second. Yeah. You know, we live in this crazy, like, fast-paced world and I fucking work, you know, in a fucking cubicle in a shitty part of town. Yeah. So, you know, it's just so nice to, like, be able to go outside for a little bit and kind of just feel like maybe my life isn't fucking as horrible as like I Like, after being, like, like cramped inside of, like, some hermetically sealed box... For a week, so, you yeah, know, you kind surrounded of, by fluorescent light. You just kind of need to be outside especially for a Especially because, like, yeah, like, my office takes that whole casino mentality to, like, head. I work late. I work till, like, 12 or 1 in the morning. 
but the lights inside are very bright for us and like it's still bright outside mm-hmm. so you know they do that to keep you awake so it's just this like you know like going from this crazy artificial light to walking outside and having it be like completely dark yeah you know there's something nice about like just having real light and you know just being outside for a little bit so other than that um I don't know what else I like to do fucking hang out <laughs> There's like the That's hang it. out and stuff. Hang out and like, you know, play with my pup. And like lament my choices in life. Pretty much. I mean, not <laughs> that. And despise my life and okay. all the decisions I've made. Okay, all right, real quick. Freddy versus Jason. Go. Hmm. Um, I just like Jason better. Yeah, me too. Friday Plus, the 13th has been my, my favorite like slasher so Plus that machete. We were talking about this yeah. earlier. Like, he's got more range than Freddy like, would have it, with it, his it, little yeah. fucking pointy fingers. Yeah. So his, his look is more iconic, in my opinion, too. I mean, like, anytime I mean think, okay, so yeah, the whole Freddy face, like the whole fucked up burn, like, you know, victim. burn victim face, pretty memorable and it sticks with you, but something about that hockey mask, like not knowing yeah. really what's underneath it. Yeah, like that's pretty, uh, I'd say it's more iconic. I prefer that. I prefer the mystery as opposed to just like, oh, I was in a house fire one time. <laughs> All right, Jerry, I got one more for you. Um, have you ever been to a midnight release for a game or a movie? You can give me one of each if you got one of each. And which, what was it for? Um, okay, so yeah, I'm. I've I've been to a few of the midnight release ones. I've been to the one for Dead Island. I've been to the one for Bioshock Infinite. Bioshock Infinite was like the only one that was kind of worth it, in my opinion. I like I was there for like Gears two and three. I think no Gears three. I think there was a couple games where we've both been at midnight releases, not at the mm-hmm. same one, of course. I think you always pre-ordered your. Stuff I went to a different store, yeah, so. Uh, we've been to a couple where we've gone like at the same time, I believe. Yeah, about the same time. Yeah, so, so like there, there were those, and like those are uneventful. I what was the first one that you went to? The first one I remember going to. What was it? Because the first one that I went to was for Halo Reach, <laughs> and I was so excited, and I was just, it, it, you know, Halo Reach is okay. It wasn't a bad game or anything, but I just remember being super excited and being like, yeah, and. Overall, I was just like, yeah, this game's okay. Um, what was the first one I went to? <sighs> um, I'm having a really hard time thinking of it. Uh, in my youth, I think I went to, I definitely went to more midnight releases. Now, I just get everything digitally, so I can fucking start playing it at nine, yeah, nine o'clock, which is so much nicer. And I have to go fucking stand with a whole bunch of sweaty nerds. <laughs> much like myself. I don't want to stand around myself all day. So. <laughs> I mean, like, I'd rather be inside my apartment where it's air-conditioned and I'm just a fat nerd instead and I of just fat have, sweaty nerd. I just have back sweat because <laughs> of the leather couch, but that's about it. Yeah, that, that couch might... You probably should have done a better job picking out a couch. Because <laughs> that, that thing can get sweaty. Um, yeah. I honestly can't really think of, like, the first one I went to. What about, I, what about movies? I don't think I've been to like a midnight movie release at all. So Star Wars, we should but we should go. We should probably go to the Star Wars one. I'm going to go to the Star Wars one regardless. Yeah. See, the biggest question I'm having right now is where I will go to. And I'm IMAX. thinking we knew we need to go. To I'm an thinking uh, uh, City Walk. City Walk would be dope. Hmm. That's what I'm thinking. But 
I mean, I'm not sure if it's I think that be. one's true IMAX. Yeah. I think. Because technically we have an IMAX in town. Um, and I could just go watch it there. But I'm like, to get that like full experience and like to be with all these other fucking nerds that love this shit as mm-hmm. much as I do... City Walk seems like the place where it would go, go fucking down, you know? Oh, so you can kind of just make a whole day out of it. Yeah, exactly. Universal Studios is right there. You can give some to fucking eat in the City Walk, and City Walk always has really good places to eat. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I have never been to, like, midnight release showings, but um, also kind of tying back to Halloween again, um, usually at the movie theater, uh, at least one of the movie theaters, that they usually, they used to do screenings of movies, um, late in the day, uh, like horror flicks, and sometimes they do double features that run like, like from midnight on or from like up to midnight. So yeah. I've done I've done, done a bunch of those. I've seen Psycho there. I've seen uh, Evil Dead one and two and Army of Darkness. I've seen The Exorcist and uh, Friday the Thirteenth there. So you know it's like. Biggest yeah. maybe those if you count them, but like I don't really think I've been. I'm to surprised that you haven't gone to like a. It's because if I go, okay, so you know what? Actually, scratch that. I've been to one. Um, like me and Jake and some other people went to go see Iron Man three when it came out. Okay. Um, and yeah, it was fine. It was all right, but it was way too crowded for my for my liking. For your liking, so it's like I just don't really want to do. Uh, you know a uh, a midnight release, midnight for your release. elbow to elbow because like I like to have because like a whole the whole point for me to go to the movie theater is for me to practically be alone. I can just sit there in the quiet movie theater waiting for my movie to start. The lights go out and like there's like maybe like two other people, three other people in the movie theater, and I can kind of just sprawl out all over the chairs and I have my large soda and my popcorn and I can just like kick my feet up into the chairs in front of me and it's like that's awesome. I can't do midnight releases where like I'm surrounded by people. See, and usually I'm totally with you on that, but for something like Star Wars where, you know, you're going to be around a whole bunch of people who are as big of fans as this thing as you are, I, it adds to that, like, emotion you'll feel during the movie and that, like, you know, love and just general feelings, right? I imagine, yeah. So, that's a, that's one of the and reasons everybody why. everybody in costume. Yeah, exactly. Including myself. Yeah. You can be this Princess Leia, ain't you? Yeah. Slave Leia. No bra. No bra. <laughs> Just, just, you, just the cops are going to be called, and they're going to like say, "Ma'am, please cover yourself." And I'll be like, "What, little old me?" <laughs> yeah, little old <laughs> you, <laughs> fat fuck. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and wrap up, Joey. Okay. Unless you've got another question, I just got a quick one, and just give me a one-word answer for it. Who's your favorite Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle? Hmm. Raphael. Okay. Hmm. I think that's like, like Michelangelo the best, but whatever. <laughs> oh, so we're going to draw more lines in the sand. Yeah, more lines in the sand, motherfucker. <laughs> well, All right. <laughs> All right, well, we should be back um, hopefully next week. Yeah. Um, I still haven't got my schedule. I'm sure I'll get it sometime this week. Um, but I'll be sure to let you know. If not, we might need to get together and uh, do another one of these, which I'm totally fine with. Yeah. It was very kind of relaxing and laid back. It's not bad. Yeah. After work. All right. Work. Yeah, no. yeah. My day was horrible. Quit your bitching, Jay. No. Quit. My job is my job. My job is just as bad as yours, and you know it. <laughs> In a different. And way. I get paid a lot less than you do. 
Yeah, that's true. It makes it worse. But I mean, my job goes until like one or two in the morning. Dude, okay, so once the time changes, here's how late I'm going to be working. I'm going to be I'm going to start work when it's dark outside and I'm not going to end work until it's dark outside. Mm. That's how my life's going to be. You know, a lot of Alaskans do that on a normal basis. Well, them Alaskans <laughs> aren't technically people. Okay? Jay, that's not very nice. No, it's not. But they're assholes and they know it. <laughs> Sorry, people from Alaska. No, I don't apologize. Take that apology back right now. All right, Jerry. Quit, quit your bitching. <laughs> um, we are going to get out of here. Um, as always, go find us on Stitcher, on Facebook. Uh, I'm probably going to start a Twitter page. So if you want to get dip your feet into the social media game, Joey, Mm-mm. which you should do. Um, that ain't happening. I'm probably going to do that sometime this week. Like, if my consciousness gets on Twitter, like it's going to be bad. Mm. Eh, it's not as bad as... We're going to get a lot of people angry at us. Nah. Whatever. Bad press is still press, Joey. Like the first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna like, like tweet like Steve Jobs. You know, you just stole everything from Wozniak, right? And and just leave it at that. I don't think anybody would really care, Joey. It's Twitter. And then I'd probably also like, who's that asshole who directed the Avengers and Joss Whedon? I'd probably say something to that fat fuck too. <laughs> I'm fat, but you fat too, son. <laughs> so it'd probably be something along the lines like, you think you're talented, but really you're just believing the hype of your own fans who even then, if you say something or do something wrong, they're just going to turn on you in a heartbeat like a pack of hyenas. <laughs> All right, Jerry. So, yeah, go uh, follow us on social media. Go, uh, you know, like the shit on iTunes and whatever. Yeah. Uh, new listeners, welcome. I should have welcomed you at the beginning of the show. <laughs> but more than likely, you've tuned out by it's now. It's been way... We've been, we're way too tired right now. <laughs> it's been a long day for the both of us. <laughs> All right, you guys. So we'll, uh, we'll be back next week. We'll catch you guys later.